0: welcome nomads to episode 81 of the nomads of fantasy a weekly movie and video game podcast where we make a new universe our home every week this week we have with us uh mr eric
1: now daisy i want us to work out a signal of system of communication when i lb you really (laughs) hard in the face that means shut up
0: uh Kurt russell and we also have brandon
2: Jesus Christ, that door's a whore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the door, one of the main characters of the movie, The Hateful Eight. which came out back in 2015. It seems a lot
2: new. I don't know, it didn't seem that old to me. Have I you guys, um... feel like it was new. I, th- I didn't realize it was that old. I thought it was like 2018 this came out. Well, I was yeah, looking, I mean, so. I'm
1: like, Quentin Tarantino movies, because we just, we watched, well, we didn't just watch it. We watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for one of our first, like, episodes really early back in the day, and I was yeah. like, when did that one come out? And that was 2019, so I'm like, okay, this one, this one was Tarantino's movie before that, his eighth movie, which is why it's called The Hateful Eight, so, but, is yeah. Is it really? Yeah, this is Tarantino's eighth film. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I thought it was just because of the people in the building. I'm sure that I mean that it's, it's a all double double hateful. meaning. Yeah, double meaning. Um, nice. Well, yeah, we decided to jump back into this Tarantino for a little bit, but uh, coming up on the schedule, if you would like to play along with us at home, uh, we're going to be getting into the Harry Potter movies in December. Um, we're going to be talking about the new hot shit in the galaxy, Andor, which everybody is. I don't know. It's it's very bipolar reviews on that. Thing, I on feel that like Al Star Wars the Nation talking about it.
1: So. Sweep the world. Yeah. It's
0: on fucking public TV, for God's sakes, or cable TV. That's true. Crazy. No one would think that everybody was just that interested in, like, the day-to-day corporate governmental bullshit. Like, Law and Order. It's Galaxy Edition.
2: It does take away the Star Wars part of it, because that's what made Star Wars different from other sci-fis, is that it had the lightsabers and, like, backflipping uh jedis and stuff like that so whatever but it 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 felt okay but yeah i would love to dig into it because i have hard (laughs) opinions on what i don't like but things i did like i would love to get into that Mm -hmm.
0: it's a very very interesting show so we'll be talking about that one in december and then we're gonna get into a christmas movie towards the holiday so we're still nailing down exactly what we're gonna be watching but then you know Take a little take a little break at the end of the year, refresh ourselves, and we're gonna kick off January with something. Can't something tell Dave.
1: Dave needs a little break. <laughs> yeah,
0: they may sound a little bit congested. This episode is brought to you by COVID nineteen. <laughs> so, um, cool. Well, we uh, asked the internet a little bit about the hateful hate. Um, seemed to have some good responses. People like are we're all over the place on this one. Eric, why don't you give us a rundown of that?
1: sure uh we got all these responses at the nomad oh not the sorry at nomads of fantasy on twitter uh people tweeted at us uh sp film reviewers sp sorry let me get this right sp film viewers says it's a slow burner i've only seen it once years ago probably do a re probably do a revisit my tastes have changed since then
0: uh i think yeah after if you take a break from this one after a while it'd be a good rewatch but because you, you know the first time you watch it, I think it's kind of special. But yes, a lot of these like murder mystery kind of movies are like the first time you watch it is kind of a, it's a ride, a unique experience, yeah. right?
1: It's a ride for sure. Uh, Cinema Recall says it's the only Tarantino movie I wish I was or wait, it's the only Tarantino movie I wish was never released for home viewing. Watching it at home and not in 70mm takes away from the spectacle of it for me, plus the intermission comes at a really good time, too.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I... a lot of a lot of movie film nerds get big fat boners about this one because it's a 70mm release and mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I think it's a little who gives a shit, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a movie in 70mm, so I can't really make that commentary, but... Reminds me of those audio files that, you know, I can't listen to streaming music. I can only listen to flack files. <laughs> I need, you know. Uh,
1: our good buddy Jake Iverson says, I'm up for any Tarantino movie, and this one doesn't disappoint. He has all his usual actors, and they're enjoying these roles and, and the setting. Big fan of this movie over here. Oh. Uh, a gamer looks at 40, says, hate to say it, but it's a C-tier Tarantino movie for me. But that doesn't mean all bad. It's beautifully shot, has memorable moments, and some performances, uh, good performances, but it's more of a film-making clinic than a satisfying story. It's a movie I admire more than like, saw it once, never again.
2: Hmm. I can see all how right. somebody could feel that way. Like, I can agree to that tweet, but I in, do enjoy this story. Um, but yeah, thats I can see that, for sure.
1: Uh, Wheel of Horror podcast says: Great movie, a teeny bit too much dialogue for me.
2: I, <laughs> I, mean, that's Tarantino. I think yeah, like,
0: I yeah, like, that's Tarantino, baby. Just, that he was digging into like the most boring conversations and having like those awkward moments, and it was a very Tarantinoy Tarantino movie. Oh yeah, yes.
2: 100%. Oh he yes. Hmm. He's yeah.
0: Uh, full of himself here.
1: Scott Mumford says, uh, "QT fan for sure, but this was a big disappointment. Felt like a bad Tarantino parody, unfortunately." Interesting. Uh, mm. MediaPath says, "MediaPath Podcast says, uh, Quentin Tarantino top three, which is nice, high praise." And yeah, wow. Chauncey, Chauncey telesi says, "Simply underrated."
2: So we have got the full spectrum on that one.
1: Oh yeah. Yep, we got some some in the middle, some which I think is what some the loved it.
2: general public felt, right? It's either they loved it or not hated it, but just like nah, not for me. This is his yeah. weakest, or something like that.
1: The, yeah, the critical reception was kind of all over the place for this one when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. I think the general consensus from the audience was positive,
0: but yeah, critics were kind of all over the place. I think if you like Tarantino movies, you you probably like this one because. It has, you know, kind of all the same what you would expect, all the same Tarantino tropes mm-hmm. that you would expect in a Tarantino yeah. movie. It's based, it's he's not reinventing the wheel in his eighth movie. He's just kind of doing the same trick, yeah, over again. But it's good, nice. All right, well, that gives us a good stopping point there. Why don't we uh, take a little break here? Storms coming. We'll,
2: uh, we better keep going. <laughs> st- top, top, shut the goddamn door. To that door, you gotta nail it shut. Jesus Christ, it's cold out there. You
1: need two pieces of wood. Two pieces of wood. (laughs) Two. Daddy gotta hit two. Kick it open!
0: Shut that door. to the goddamn wizard out there. Close the door! You gotta nail it shut. You have to
2: to nail it shut. Ah, Hold it shut. There's a hammer and nails by the door. You have to nail it shut. There's a hammer and nails by the door. Give me a hammer. Yeah.
0: Two pieces, of, pieces of, wood. of wood. One ain't good enough? Two pieces of wood. The fucking thing is busted. Not just one piece of wood. Give me another piece of wood. Yeah, all right. A That door's a son of a gun! idiot partner and we're back cow (laughs) pokes to talk about the hateful eight um tarantino's eighth movie Um, i was just looking at the list of things that came before here um reservoir dogs pulp fiction jackie brown kill bills death proof inglorious bastard django unchained i think this may be the last hole in my tarantino catalog i think I think I've seen pretty much everything There's else. a How couple that I'm
1: missing. Reservoir Dogs is the big one. Oh. Uh, Death Proof, Great Jackie movie.
2: Brown. Great. Great. I think Great. those are the only three. Jackie Brown and I haven't finished. I'm like halfway. And Sam Jackson is so good yeah, holding, in holding it. Holding
0: out for that one. <laughs> nice. Um, well, yeah, this was a tarantino e Tarantino film, as we were kind of getting at before. Um there's a lot of weird stuff that happened with this movie. Have you guys seen like some of the facts? Like
1: I read a couple of them, yeah.
0: Like the the script got leaked, <coughs> and then the movie was canceled, and then it got put back on because Sam Jackson wanted to make it. And there's all sorts of uh, kind of crazy, crazy little facts that kind of filter in here. Um, I guess if you haven't seen it, basically the story is about.
2: I don't know. I don't even know how to put it. It's not a, it's, well, it's about It's a western that takes place in eight, what was the year?
1: 1877. Yeah. It's right after the Civil War.
0: Right, yeah. You got John Ruth bringing Daisy into town to get her hung and then there's a blizzard and they get stuck in a haberdashery which
1: with some I guess uh, shady characters.
2: I guess your main character is Sam Jackson? Yeah. Right?
1: Mark Marcus uh, Mar- yeah. Marquis Warren. Major Marquis Warren. Can't forget that.
0: Uh yeah. And you basically have him and Kurt Russell as like, you know They're the they're the anchors through the first two thirds of the movie, I guess. mm mm-hmm. You got Daisy who is getting transported and she doesn't really say too much.
1: Daisy uh, Domagoo. That last name always gets me. I don't know, there's something about Domergoo. they yeah. Her
2: last name ending in goo It's just always like that's such a dumb name. Mm-hmm. I uh, I remember not watching the trailer and not knowing. How, I knew there was actors in it, but I didn't really pay attention to who. I just knew Sam Jackson, Kurt Russell were in there. Dude, when but, Channing Tatum popped up, I was like, "What the fuck? Where I, did you come dude, from?" They had they had a lot of actors, and then now since then, I've I've recognized even more of these actors. Dude, uh, but, Walter Goggins,
1: I feel like is the guy you always see in a movie, but you don't know who he is or mm-hmm. where you've seen him. You know he was where, great what you've seen him in. this
2: in. He was so good. Everybody was so fun in this movie. Um, yeah, I I loved the entire cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was it Jennifer Jenner, Jennifer Jason Lee? Like yeah. she was huge for a while, and then she kind of disappeared a little bit. And same thing with Kurt Russell. I feel like he took a little lull just before this movie. I could be wrong, but big name wise, being in big movies, and I feel like this that's, movie put them back on. Because then she was in Annihilation. Day. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Annihilation
0: is good, but, that, but I Tarin- mean, it's Tarantino loves yeah. to resurrect old actors and bring them back, and like this had a, a ton of the standard tropes. Where it's got like the the revenge fantasy, it's got the femme fatale, it's got you it's, know over the top gore, it's got alternate oh, histories. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got, got like no got n no
1: words good... galore. <laughs> there's
0: no all true the
2: good person in the movie. You know, they're all no. bad. Or gray, I guess, if you look at the time, That's, maybe. It's very typical you know, for I, Tarantino I... as well. Yes. Yeah.
1: 100%. Like, Kill Bill, the Kill Boom movies were, like, my favorite movies for a while. Like, a really long time. I love, love both of those movies. I think they're fantastic. Um, but, yeah, there's tons of gray area in the characters. You know? you know, Especially with these ones. Like, you never know who to trust you never know mm-hmm. who's telling the truth, and that's I feel like that's a lot of the hook of this movie is just trying to figure out what the hell's going on, who are these people, what are their motives, um, and that's I mean that's what kept me going in this one is just
0: the, Which, the mystery of it all. There's not really I don't know it's it's interesting because it's a mystery and you're trying to solve it, but at the same time you were never given enough clues to solve it at any point. Like, there's no way that you could possibly figure out that there's somebody hiding in the basement. I guess literally the only clue you get is Sam Jackson seeing the red jelly bean on the floor. Right. In
2: the story, and, you know, you kind of know that something's not. Well, Sam right. Jackson knows early on when he meets Bob. He knew yeah. from the jump something was off. And he just, like, di- uh, what's that later, uh, the owner of the... mini, Minnie's mini Haberdashery. Thank you, Minnie. It, Minnie's gone to go see her mom. She's like, that's not her type. And also, like later on, we would never know, but she was racist to Mexicans. Yeah, she didn't like Mexicans, so. <laughs> so she wouldn't hire a Mexican, especially um, to look after in her place. While, yeah, yeah, while she was gone, right? But we we just going by these names and we don't know anything like that. But I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was interesting because like, okay, that's our big hint. That's all we have. And Sam Jackson yes he's going out killing people and he does reveal that he's done some messed up things but it's a tough time and the guy's just trying to stay alive Mm -hmm. and um i don't know even he's still gray because he does kill you know he tells stories that it's just like he kills his own people like to 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 get out and he's he'll do anything to survive and but but he's an eventual hero but he's kind of like the central character him and Mm -hmm. i guess kurt russell So I've seen this movie before, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a great movie. I think, I wouldn't put it on my top, but I think this is a great movie. Uh, I really like it. How do you guys
1: feel about it? Well, I mean, like I said, I've been a Tarantino fan for a while, and like we've already discussed, this has all the classic Tarantino tropes. Um, So I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm also a sucker for westerns as well, so that was another plus in in my category. Like when this movie came out, I wanted to see it, but I just never got around to it for whatever reason. And I think some of the reception, like critical reception, coming out of it, kind of not scared me away, but it was like kind of put it on the back burner for me. Like I don't know, it's not getting super high praise, so I didn't really care that much about seeing it initially. But no, I'm really no, glad I that forgot I watched about it.
0: it for a long time Mm -hmm. i had had no idea this was supposedly i mean it was being billed as like this sequel to django unchained which that makes sense
1: it's it's around the. i mean it's around the same time period maybe it's most likely in the same universe or whatever
0: in the early early version of the script it was django as samuel jackson's character but
1: oh tarantino
0: changed it because You know, you already knew the character, and he wanted people to go in in blind because you can't, you gotta not know what's going on there.
2: So, yeah, I mean, that's interesting, but no, I like this. I I like these characters all having their own backstories. I think that's what makes it more fun, right? Yeah,
0: you gotta, yeah, part of it is the the discovery of it as you go through it, Um, trying to figure out who's full of shit. Trying to figure out who poisoned the goddamn coffee, <laughs> which that's when that's when shit got good, I think. In this, like, you know, Tarantino's got those long, long nar- like narrative scenes, or you know, he'll do some of the, you know, he'll take some of the shots from the '70s and he'll recreate them with like the horses running and like that slow motion with the background. And mm-hmm. he likes to pay homage to a lot of that old stuff, which is cool. But at times, you know, if you're not a complete '70s <laughs> movie nerd.
2: Like, Have you watched any of the old westerns? No. So they're long. Yeah. And yeah, I've oh, seen yeah. a couple of them tangentially, so, yeah. So for him, to, for Tarantino to do one, it's, to be long it makes sense, I think, here. Because um, at, at that point, it's just like Tarantino's making, I'm not saying spaghetti western, but just a western. Um, and those are long. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So what is he gonna do with the extra, like, in like you're saying, it's those atmospheric shots, it's those Tarantino moments where it's like, all right, cinema nerds, ready? Let's just look at cinema. Look at this shot. Look how cool I, I'm so good at this, right? What about the music? Because he kills the music, always. Fantastic. Dude, that music. that
1: opening that opening uh, song was uh, really sets a tone for the for the entire movie. Like it's oh with the cross yeah um, and like on, in the snow it's just that yeah it's that long shot of the
2: of the stagecoach coming through the over yeah, the horizon you can see the through the storm snow. out to the right mm-hmm. and then they're ahead of it and then as the whole first act plays out the snow gets heavier and heavier and heavier that was a nice touch like you know I that made the blizzard feel like a a thing and then it goes to one of our favorite things which is one location. All right. of our characters are in one location, and uh, nomads have a soft spot for that kind of setting. Well, but...
1: <laughs> this movie was, was cool. uh,
2: three hours to
1: begin <coughs> with, and Brandon, you watched the extended version on Netflix, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that was what like an hour for each episode, and it's like four episodes or something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 40... seems like
0: a cool way to F- view this. Like, um... I can see that. Break it. How how'd you break it up into two parts?
2: I, no, I have an illustration I'm working on, and I've already seen the movie, and I know that I don't need to see every second, so I, uh, I, I, I had oh it my God, on my iPad, cheated. or on my computer next <laughs> to my iPad as I drew, um, and I watched all four, boom, Jeez. in a row, mm. but, well, it's weird because, it's, it's weird. hard because some of those scenes are damn good, and I, like, I got put my pen down and. I'm interested how this. they broke it up in the Netflix series because there's chapters in the actual movie they itself. They changed the chap. Yeah, he changes the chapters. Okay. Um, because, yeah, there's only four. I thought the this is the one thing I guess I didn't really care for because I'm trying to remember how the original went when the chapter ends. uh it just it just felt like I wouldn't have ended it there, you know, kind of I don't know. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how he wanted this to feel like a a mini series of four episodes telling a story instead of it being a movie. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't, I, to me, it felt like it works. O- okay. But I just, man, I wouldn't have been it there. Like maybe the next scene. Cause I kind of remember the next beat. Mm-hmm. So that was that, but it didn't throw me off. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I really cannot complain about it. I, I think I just got to see a couple more conversations that I really enjoyed. So one of them, and I didn't know this until I went on YouTube. Like, what? Did, what was actually added? Because there are so they're so long already. I can't remember. Whoa, that eight minute conversation was thirteen minutes. Oh shit! You know, and you just see twenty mm-hmm. of those throughout the experience. But uh, I love the opening uh, act with Kurt Russell and how he introduces himself and Sam Jackson's character, and then um, the horse, the Kate, the the stagecoach, the driver, the, yeah, the driver, um, O B. And, uh, is it OB or OP? OB 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 yeah. OB. Oh my God. So good. And the whole, I don't trust you and all this stuff and getting to know like, is that you? Oh, okay. And they're like so violent to each other, but old West properness to each other in some way. Um, and then I liked some of the things about like, uh, the hang, the character of the hangman, uh, played by Kurt Russell, where he's not racist, everyone else is racist. Even the the sheriff, who's technically one of the good guys, is well, a racist. It makes sense, but, because it's, yeah, well, it's post Civil
1: War, and Kurt Russell's character John Ruth is you know he was on the Union side, so obviously right. he's gonna he's gonna side with them.
2: And everybody dropping else is the n
1: bomb like, from yeah Confederacy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Everyone's dropping the n bomb, and but he he says the black feller or something like that. You know. And I, I thought that was a nice touch because, like, that's – everyone says the N-word except uh, John. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, I'll, one of the things <laughs> – one of the scenes I liked is uh he's like, if you want get to in, get in my ride here, uh you got to get rid of your pistols. So go drop them off over in that rock or something, like that tree stump. So he walks all the way over there. uh He puts them down. All right, now put your hands over your head. Over your head. All right, now step over – step closer. And now stop, you know. It's just like he's just constantly like yelling at him, and it's like nonsensical.
0: Well, it's got it's back in the cowboy days where you know you're probably gonna get jumped or murdered at say, any there's point no rules. in
2: time. Which... Uh, I just love it. Yeah. The, reac- the facial reactions that uh, they all have is. Well,
1: it's funny because they well they go through that twice. First with Samuel Jackson, <laughs> and then with Mannix when they come across him. You know, they do the same exact thing like. Give me your, give me your guns, put your hands over your head. Who are you? You know? And like, obviously, yeah, back then you just had to take everybody at their word, but John Ruth didn't trust anybody, any, anything, anybody said like you're the sheriff horse shit, horse shit. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's all give a shout out to Kurt Russell's mustache there. Oh yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of comparisons between this and the thing. Which is interesting because oh yeah, Kurt oh, Russell's both oh, interesting apparently, apparently Tarantino used the thing as a lot of inspiration. the same ah. um, composer that did this movie also did the thing, so that could be where a lot of the uh, similarities come from there, but I mean they're both it's kind of a don't know who to trust stuck in a snowstorm kind of thing with Kurt Russell, so mm-hmm. it seems like a kind of an interesting cool kind of combination there
2: yeah the whole time i'm thinking about resident red dead redemption 2 where <laughs> if i if i'm on my horse with Ar as arthur and i'm just riding through the area so i'm like hey mister can i talk for a second I'm like i don't know can i trust you I, can, I don't know are you a quest right. are you gonna are you just gonna jump me because sometimes you're a cannibal and i didn't see it coming everybody's you got know? an angle yeah everybody's yeah, got so something that, that they want yeah I was, I was, those two always like, that game comes to mind when i watch this movie um, but to wrap up the part of why I like this opening act though is uh, there's another funny moment. So Sam Jackson has this quote-unquote letter from the President President Lincoln was a friend of his and sent it to him. Um, he they, they had he had this letter about I don't know whatever and uh, as a Daisy she wants to look at it <laughs> or something <laughs> or or no. John's wave. He's like, "Do you know how important this letter is?" He's a like, wave in front of her, and she spits on it. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> She's all his... beat up already,
2: dude. So yeah, it was like
0: a uh, bloody, nasty loogie all over his Lincoln letter,
2: dude. Warren's eyes just like, "No, you did!" not Isley punches her. her right in the face. She falls out of the stagecoach, and then Kurt Russell's like, "What?" And then he gets pulled out with her. Do that scene. The first time I saw it, I laughed out loud. There's a couple the Second time I totally forgot how like crazy it was. I'm like I knew she spit and he punched at her. I didn't I forgot about them falling out. That whole exchange was just ridiculous. He's like trying to look into the snow and he's yelling, I I love it. I just like I'm instantly in this movie because of the chemistry these actors these three have right now just with this. There's a lot of like slapstick
1: comedy moments too which had me laughing. Like that was one of them, the fucking the, the whole door bit. When they got to the haberdashery was hilarious. They repeat that like three times. It's funny every time. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot of funny. I feel like that's also another staple of Tarantino movies. Even though yeah. there's like so many serious moments, he tries to work in those like, I don't know. It's they're funny, but a lot of times it's like darker humor, uh, which I like as well. But yeah, I just a little I, drier, a little darker. Yeah,
2: yeah. This was your first time seeing this movie, Eric. It was, yes. And you, how are you doing with like this whole getting, yeah, getting to meet all the other characters and kind of setting into what's gonna be like a kind of a who done it or what's going on, you know, who's gonna make the first move kind of thing.
1: No, this is I. I feel like this is kind of the stuff that I love, like getting to know all these characters in depth, and then once they all finally get together, it's kind of like. Everybody's testing everybody out. Like I said, nobody trusts anybody. Nobody knows each other's motivations or where, who they actually are or where they came from. And, a, like, the whole, the whole appeal of the movie to me is that you're just waiting for something to happen because you know something's going to happen. It's eventually, a Tarantino yeah. movie. You know some <laughs> yeah. shit's going to go down eventually. And it's just the matter of when and, like, how it builds up to that. And I think, like, the buildup is the best part. All of these characters interacting with each other, um, trying to figure each other out. And obviously, it's like, there's some cabin fever stuff setting in as well. They're all in close quarters. They're stuck in a blizzard. So they're all getting on each other's nerves, even though they don't trust each other to begin with. Um, so that, that was definitely the hook of the movie for me, especially once they got to the haberdashery, is just all the characters interacting with each other and figuring out what's happening and when shit's
0: going to go down. Because it will. Yes, it It always goes down. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I mean, well, after the intro, you kind of get introduced to after the initial stagecoach ride. You get uh, Mannix. You get you get John. You get Major Marquise, and you get Daisy. You get those four, and then you get to the haberdashery, and you get to meet Bob, Senior Bob, which is like some of the worst accent. I think I. I don't know. It was just. I don't know if it was just me. I'm not used to hearing mexican cowboys but i'm like it sounds like cheech and chong like a bad somebody doing a bad cheech and chong like so no i
2: think it was on um, purpose
1: wasn't he playing <laughs> up his accent the more than yeah more than he it was, actually was
2: yeah and he was like
1: squinting a lot too because like when the, i was when like we, yeah what the when fuck we is get what to I uh was he was trying to look like like the stereotypical like mexican guy and right. sound like the stereotypical mexican guy but like once we get that flashback He's not as, you know, it's not
2: as heavy with the accent. He actually like speaks sentences. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is weird. For sure. But I think that's just like, I don't know. And I we think see, well, just having, making, making was, a point maybe with that character.
1: It was Yeah, that. And it was the same thing with uh, the Oswaldo guy. Like, he put on this nice English accent for, you know, everybody when they – uh, everybody from the stagecoach when they came in but when we in the flashback we see his it's like a cockney like english accent that's nothing like like he was putting right. on so everybody's kind of putting on their show
0: i wanted more osvaldo in this in this movie he played kind of he's like a backseat character essentially this entire movie he doesn't really do too much of anything they talk about executions and he has like a little he breaks up the fight a little bit somewhere in the middle, but. I liked it I, I feel like I Tim liked Roth is good a lot of
1: these because uh, or a lot of the characters because I didn't I didn't really see it coming that they were all in cahoots together. I mean, eventually like when the uh, the coffee gets poisoned, it's kind of like, okay, you know, everybody is kind of knows something's going on and somebody's not saying something, but like I the characters themselves were believable and they like had me fooled. Like I didn't think they were all in on it together. I don't know about you, Dave. This was the first time you've seen this, right?
0: Yeah, I was trying to figure out if it was like one or two of them. I didn't right. really think it was going to be. That's what I was like, thinking too. Of, um, Joe Gage is the other one we meet in there, and then um, old man Bruce Stern. But like Joe Gage, like seemed like <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of his casting in this one. Like I don't know, he, he didn't um, th- look like he fit in the movie. Who? Like, Joe Gage, Michael Madsen.
2: Yeah, I I feel the same way. Like, again, this is Tarantino probably doing it because he has complete creative control and yeah, he, he wouldn't he put any the effort same into somebody if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same he's... people over and over though, but yeah, like the character or like the actor, what's what's going on there? Like, well, I mean, Madsen's been in multiple
0: Tarantino flicks. As yeah, well, mm-hmm. but just enjoy, I don't know. I thought like. His hair, his face—I don't know—just everything about him seemed like it didn't fit in this movie, which was kind of weird.
2: He's slimy. A,
0: he's a small little side character, anyways, too, so it doesn't. Yeah, really I didn't mind the character too much out of it. But
1: I thought, I thought he was gonna be end up being the only one that was telling the truth, and he was like actually going to visit his mom for Christmas. So like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe yeah. he's just getting caught up in this mess, and you know he's innocent. But no, turns out he's in cahoots with everybody.
2: Yeah, uh, so what did you guys think of? Yeah, old man Bruce Dern, um, General General Sandy, Sandy Smithers. Smithers. Sandy Smithers, call me a general.
0: <laughs> That's such a southern name too, Sandy Smithers. Sandy
2: Smithers. I thought this, his performance was fantastic. Oh yeah, I thought he was so good, man. I thought he played, was plays, angry old he played, man? I was gonna
1: say he plays a good angry racist Confederate general, dude.
2: Right. <laughs> like, that's,
1: I don't know. He played that he, character perfectly, for sure.
2: Yeah, cartoonish, whatever, but um, his exchanges with everybody was great. And then you had, um, was it Mannix? It's like worshipping his feet, basically. Right. You know? So, and what, what is Southern interesting, Wars? though, um, is, well, we'll get into that, because that's later on where his come in. But you guys like that character. That's great, because I don't know. <laughs> it was so mysterious for a while he's just sitting there like why is an old man just sitting there not saying anything he's just a yeah, cranky
0: old man i figured he's just uh he's just like what is it smiley dave or whatever sweet dave sweet dave sitting in his chair and doesn't move
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I, I was Poor thinking sweet dave. i was curious his involvement with everything like once the the flashback happened but it makes sense once they kind of explain you know why he's there and you know, his involvement with everything and him just keeping his mouth shut makes sense for the character.
0: Uh yeah. And he got, I mean, he got out of it easy. Like when they do the flashback, um, he's the, literally the only one that doesn't get murdered immediately, essentially.
2: Right. Right. So there's a, there's a scene that happens in the opening act that also comes up again in the second act. It's between Warren and uh, Ob, and they were they were. It's it's the it's the guys that Warren killed, and he's like uh, there were like so much money, and you know so like can I put them on top of your 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 stagecoach? And he has to convince the Kurt Russell's like I can't because I'm tied to this woman so. You can have the, the driver help you. So then he goes to the driver. Did you, this Is this in the extended scene, or is this in the regular version as well, where he goes and makes a deal with him? So, like, all right, I'll give you this much money when we get into town if you help me put these guys on there, and then I'll also pay for you for, like, the ne- drinks, and then I'll, you know, get you a night at the pleasure house. To... See, yeah,
0: that no, wasn't in there. I uh, yeah. just... Kurt Russell just goes, give the driver 50 bucks and I'll help you. That's that was, okay. pretty much That's it. all it so was. It,
2: yep. Okay, it felt like a telltale game, though, for a hot second here because he goes up to him and he's like, "And he's like, ooh, that is a good deal for 150 bucks, all right. It's like, but if I'm going to do this for you, then you got to tell the fellow back there that I, somebody's got to hold these horses because I can't. So he's like, all right, so then he's got to go, let me see what I can do with it. So he's going back and forth, having these exchanges mm-hmm. in the cold about what to do with his men and all <laughs> you know stuff. And they're, all, they're just being difficult. And they're, like, right next to each other, which is funny. They could just talk next to each other. But um, so anyways, later on in the movie, uh, Sam Jackson swings him another deal. Warren says to him when they're in the cabin, he goes, uh, I'll give you another, like, $150 on top of that deal or whatever it was. Uh, if you take all, uh, like... All like these things outside. I think it was like either the guns or like these bot, like the bodies or, or something like that. Take the bodies and put them in the snow or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Was that in the standard? Any of this where they're I talking don't about these deals? So. No, right? That must have been.
1: I know Ob is always out. the one that was getting shit on though. He always got stuck with the shitty jobs, like laying the lines from the barn into the outhouse back to the cabin. And I, yeah. I, I, I think that was in the regular version where he had to move the bodies as well. But, yeah, I just remember but that... But the deal that he had been... with... Yeah, I don't think the deal was in there, though. Definitely okay. not Definitely right. not in the in the first act. I forgot okay, about so the this... lines.
0: That's like another callback to the thing again, too. Having to follow yeah. the... Have got that's to follow true. the ropes out to the shitter. Make sure you're... Uh, right. Don't get lost. Yeah, I think he just went out there to dump the guns in the shitter, and that was it. Oh, okay. that's right. So, yeah. So
2: that is different. Okay, so, yeah, so that was something else that was added. All right, well... At one point, though, uh, Obi is sent out to drop those guns off. I think by uh, yeah. John, right? Because he's like, yeah. "Get everyone's guns out." and He's like, break them in half and throw them all that shit. And he's like, "Yo, get new ones in town." I just don't trust anybody, and I want the gun here. I don't Whatever. even think
1: he said that, and in, in, I don't even because I I was thinking like I don't think these guys are gonna take too kindly to having their guns just dumped in the shitter. Like, I don't remember no. him saying they were going He was gonna give them new guns could have sworn he said because uh, they're dump- they're dumping him in the well yeah well they dumped him in the fucking outhouse <laughs> so they're, they're outhouse, not yeah yeah they're not gonna get him back when they're covered in shit
2: yeah um well anyways so i guess they all get distracted or something like that because they forget about ob out there and he when he comes in dude when he kicks that door open he's like almost frozen to he's death and he's he just like out. yelling yep and it's He's got this high-pitched voice and stupid hat, and got these goggles on and snow goggles on. <laughs> that hat was something he's else.
0: Just... With the little balls hanging from it. <laughs> but now he grabs the grabs the bear and goes lays down in yeah, front of. grabs the, the fur in off front the wall. of the fire.
2: <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs>
0: it was good.
1: I felt bad for him, especially like like I said, he was just getting shit on the whole movie, doing all the shitty jobs, and then he drinks the coffee, and then he just dies by puking blood. And I'm like. Poor guy. He didn't, he didn't deserve that. He didn't yeah, do anything wrong. I was just about
0: wrong. to ask about that. I forgot that he, uh, that's how I feel he like, went out. I feel
1: like OB was the only innocent one in this whole He movie. is the
0: only one. That is it. He, and he's not a his
1: stagecoast next, right? driver. Like, yeah. he, he's not even friends with these people. He just gets caught up in this mess. Right. Like, he's just transporting John Ruth. It's like a job for him. And then he just ends up
0: getting caught in the middle of it. And I'm like, like poor guy. Being a Midwestern Uber driver in the 1800s. Right he <laughs> got jacked but yeah then yeah there's a long like this third chapter i think it is like that's just a long like i could see this being like a play this would actually be a really good like stage play it would be interesting to yeah, see interesting mm-hmm. because yeah. i mean the entire thing takes place essentially in minnie's haberdashery but oh yeah you get and you learn about um Sandy Smithers and all his old southern war general stuff and then Mannix is, you know, becoming the new sheriff and he's the he's worshipping, he's like an old southern boy that's becoming sheriff or whatever, but, I mean, you get a little bit of Joe Gage, you get a little bit of the executioner and I think essentially we get to Kurt Russell does the speech like, you know, this is is Daisy Domergue and I'm taking her into Red Rock (sighs) That whole speech, and nobody, you know, then he takes away the guns, and then we get um, Samuel L. Jackson, basically, I don't know, like, obviously this whole thing was on purpose, and I don't know how much of it was actually made up as well, but he gets into it
2: with General Sandy Smithers about... Oh, the oh, whole exchange <laughs> between them, that's, oh my god. Oh yeah, it was the silent... uh, the silent night on it, the piano. silent night on the piano Yeah. got, I was like, now's the time I'm gonna tell my fuck. Dope story. <laughs>
1: no, that was really good I, I loved how he started out. You know, he's like, he's trying to. He acted like he was trying to make amends with Smithers. He's like, gets yeah. him a bowl of stew. He's like, man, you know, can I sit across from you? And then they start reminiscing about the war a little bit. We shared a battlefield. Yeah, we shared a. You know, he's got. He's he's acting like he has this respect for him. And then all of a sudden, he just he sets his gun down, walks away, and starts talking about. You know, I
0: knew oh, your boy. So good. I knew your boy. You know he's. You one
2: didn't of the, he's know one my these... son. Yeah,
1: right.
0: Did Samuel Jackson ever? You know, I did, I don't know. Major Marquis like, th- actually.
1: I don't know if it matters or not, because he got no. what he wanted
0: out of that exchange. You but, just put down a loaded gun and goad somebody in, talking about mouth raping their son the, and <laughs> basically oh torturing God. him in the, and then murdering him. Yeah, that was
2: that was messed up. You think he was all made
0: up? Um, I think. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't. It had that. It could have. Been, it could have it had been that embellished. like incredulousness to it, where it's like <laughs> it's like out of like a, like a he... 70s like hacky flick kind of.
2: Oh well, I mean, this is Tarantino's world, though. So yeah. this character would have done this in the world that was invented by Tarantino. I I, I mean, I, I think it's totally well, talks about a true story in that. Uh, Warren talks about all the you know all the, do
1: whatever white dudes coming looking for him looking for the bounty on his head uh after
2: all these years and he's
1: killed yeah. every single one of them
2: they always tell their life story before they die and he says guess what they said he your name and i know you because mm-hmm. of we i i we had this history of even the if war he together. was
1: lying it, does, it i don't think it really matters because like i
0: said he got exactly what he wanted out of that yeah so yeah hey you know you shoot an old man then you sit down and have some brandy yeah
2: yeah dude yeah, I mean, he's he's a legend, though. Like, he's a legendary guy with a gun, right? Like, he's just nasty. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Probably did... Who knows?
0: Yeah, that old man ain't... That old man doesn't stand a chance, but...
2: What a fucked-up scene to write about. Right. You know? Like, I... Because I, I, I knew going into it this time, that scene was going to happen. And I forget how visual... Sam Jackson's like fucking laughing at one point at the climax of the story and I'm just like, I'm looking away like, I couldn't imagine (laughs) being in this situation. Right. Like, oh my god, you know? All he wanted in the end was a blanket.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's really pouring pouring the salt on him. I mean, part of it that makes it so, I don't know, impactful, I guess I'd say, would be like, the music accompaniment to it because Mexican Bob or whatever is, he's playing it. And at first he's not very good, but like in the middle of it, he like, it's pretty two, good two playing the piano yeah, yeah. for a little bit, but it's like that weird, uh, juxtaposition of, you know, this is a story about how I murdered your son with like, a, what's supposed to be like a quiet and peaceful, like slow piano song too, to go along with it. It's, it's got that weird, um, I don't know the quiet piano and then the horrible story. Like it's it's a cool combination. Makes it makes mm-hmm. it in a really fucked up scene.
2: Like uh, in Face Off, when uh, they play somewhere over the rainbow and everyone's shooting each other down oh, in slow mo. I got. We, we should watch Face Off. I've this, never for I've never podcast. seen Face Off.
0: Oh my
1: god! We should we need to watch Face Off.
0: I've seen a I've seen a lot of stuff from it, but I don't think, I think I've it's ever. On I think it's sat on Amazon. Actually, it's on Amazon Prime now. Watch. Oh boy. The Travolta and Cage face off. It's a good one. It's a good it one. Coming to the calendar 2023.
1: Uh, one little factoid that I learned, which was kind of funny. Um, so, the whole scene where uh, Damagoo is playing the guitar. Um, oh, yeah. And <laughs> Kurt Russell ends up smashing that guitar. Apparently, the guitar was lent out to them by like, some museum and it was supposed to before they smashed it they were supposed to switch it with a prop guitar Oh! they forgot to? they forgot to switch it and they ended up smashing this like 1870's Martin guitar antique that was worth that was like priceless and yeah but I just thought I thought that was a funny one but after that they that museum no longer lent out <laughs> props to movies
0: wow oh, man that sucks especially cause I don't know you could tell that it was, like, an old beat-up guitar. It had, like, the vinyl strings on it. it had that certain, like, old-timey old, old timey tone to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was it was funny, though, because Tarantino <laughs> was kind of happy about it because everyone's reactions to the smashing were, like, genuine because they, like they smashed the actual guitar instead of the, the
0: prop yeah. guitar, so they were all, like, horrified. Daisy was kind of... I kind of noticed that, too. She was kind of shocked when he did that, like... Mm-hmm. Out of anything, like she's, seems like the most despicable person. Like, why would she give a shit about a guitar getting smashed? But mm. that is crazy. I did not see that.
2: This is about where the movie kind of changes, cause mm-hmm. it was more or less a safe movie. You know, just kind of whatever, just kind of all about you You're know, looking introduced, good, sounding good, get introduced to everybody. Yeah.
0: But you notice the last verse that she sings of that song. She sings about him dying. Which yeah. is essentially why he's smashed. That's why, yeah,
2: because you, yeah. you just learned before her singing, right? You see him that, take
0: sips of the coffee, and yeah,
2: mm-hmm. he's so many poisoned because then Tarantino starts talking, because he's just like, "Get ready! Oh, is this the intermission for you guys? There's no intermission in There's the no four-hour
1: inter- version. Well, I don't even think they don't really say that like this is the intermission. They're it's just the chapters. Like okay I,
0: there is like a, a voiceover at a certain part when they do the flash the narrator yeah
1: the the narration starts at the flash which is tarantino chapter, i think is it is it i didn't i was like i was trying to recognize the voice and maybe it is but i yeah. thought his voice was a little more uh like He's nasally squealy. yeah nasally but um but no the guitar scene was cool because i was it when made
0: tarantino is the uncredited as the narrator
1: Okay, that makes sense. He's always got to be in his movie, no matter yeah. how small of a part it is. But the guitar scene was cool because at that point it was the uh, it was when they uncuffed or when John uncuffed Daisy when they were eating the stew, and the guitar was kind of an excuse for her to uh, you know keep her hands busy, so she didn't have to be cuffed Couldn't anymore. Couldn't
2: have been me. Right. Wasn't me. Exactly. I was over here playing guitar.
1: And, yeah. like, if she's playing guitar, he's not going to recuff her because she's, you know, keeping her hands busy. But then right. if she, she gets the guitar smash and he's like, that's enough music, and then cuffs her again. But and she's, at this point, she's like, no, no, no,
2: no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. because he knows what's coming. Yep. Yeah, because he shortly after that, he starts puking his brains out. I
1: was going to say, the Bl- coffee, the coffee. The Daisy has a secret chapter.
0: <laughs> <When he laughs> was- him and the whole bee just... <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, 4 OB. I felt bad for that. know. Oh, I, I feel know. so bad for oh, that guy.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. It seemed seem
0: like a great way to go. That poison worked very quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. couple he sips, a little bit of coffee, and...
1: Yeah, as soon <clears> as they <throat> took the sips, I was just waiting and watching, like,
2: when is, when is this going to happen? So here's a question, because we know how this all turns out. Like, why didn't the guys underneath pop up? I think well, it's only
1: the one guy. It's only. Or it just the one? Jan- it's just the brother. Jody. Yeah, it's I only. Was Jan- a somebody character, okay. Jody. Somebody um, else. Jody. But I think he was just waiting for the right moment, I guess. Because I mean, if he popped up too early, you had John and uh, Warren were both, you know, good and Manix, I guess, who's yeah, sort of I on their there. side the whole time. Yeah. So um, I think he was just waiting for his for his moment.
0: Good thing he didn't sneeze down there, right?
2: Yeah, right.
0: It wasn't very dusty, but we we're talking about the the poisoning and the like. The <laughs> Kurt Russell just vomiting blood in her face as he's like he knows his, <laughs> he, he knows that he's gotten poisoned and that you know he's, he pro- he's probably not gonna make it. He just starts beating the shit out of her, but he does. Jesus! I noticed that at the end of the movie, uh, the special effects were done by Greg Nicotero, who did so many seasons of the walking dead and he's been you know he's done stuff in the mm-hmm. glorious bastards and kill bill but like the over-the-top goriness of greg nicotero is on full display in this movie but the vomiting blood no, yeah, that was that was fucking nasty and then <laughs> and daisy's laughing the whole time too which is super nasty but
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh she really did kind of steals like because she's in a lot of the movie but like she doesn't have a ton of like interactions because she's just following around kurt russell like towards until like the last little bit of it but like she mostly just has these one-liners and these digs to john throughout yeah. the movie which are which are always fun but yeah jennifer jason is pretty fantastic i'd have to I'll see what she's done since then
2: How'd yeah i said? don't
1: i don't even remember seeing her i've in anything else
2: that I recall, just an annihilation, which was a little after this, I think.
0: Uh yeah, 2018 annihilation was. Okay. It okay. Looks like a some TV, some other random stuff. She's still she's still out there kicking it. Well, um, I guess yeah, we get to the poison, and oh, I'm trying to think of what comes. Kurt after Russell that.
2: gets blown away in the you know shot through the gut or whatever, mm-hmm. or... and then
0: it's this one. Um, Major Marquis lines everybody up and starts to... Just trying to figure out... Starts poison to break the coffee. Down.
2: Right. Yep.
0: Which is interesting because, you know, he takes... This is where him and Mannix kind of buddy up because he knows that Mannix was literally just about to drink the poison, so... Mm-hmm.
2: Um, right. Yes. Yep. Good yep. call and to,
0: then- to realize that because otherwise he's completely fucked, essentially.
2: Mm-hmm. And then Warren makes his... Goes for like he makes his move on Bob. He targets him because after he figures out, well, after he does this
1: whole explanation of you know, he knew that Bob was lying because many hated
0: Mexicans. Basically, the entire time, like he, right. he's known from the beginning. And then right. he
1: fucking. <laughs> you got Tarantino. You gotta have the over-the-top violence. He shoots him, like, twice in the chest, and then he's on the ground and just blows his head away. Blows his head away. I'm like, oh, my God. That's a little overkill there.
0: Gallagher watermelon
1: blows his head away. like It's not just, like, two (laughs) bullets.
0: It's, like, sea inside his head.
1: I'm a sucker for that Tarantino, like, cartoonish over-the-top violence. I'm like, it's just so ridiculous.
2: It's just like, and then... And then he's laying on the ground. and He just you know blows fucking head off. Okay, go make it. it just happen. explodes like just, a fucking. Wa- yeah, like you said, like okay. a watermelon. Oh, just death is always handled interesting in his movies. So, and this is it's usually yeah, a few...
0: sudden. There's always like some sort of sudden deaths or unexpected deaths. Well, I just think in, like, about like
1: movies, Inglorious Bastards. You know when they're shooting all the Nazis. Oh it's just yeah, bloodbath. And I just thought about this. This is. I don't know if this is the the they're the only two one uh, Tarantino movies where somebody gets shooting the shot in the balls, but somebody in Inglorious Bastards there's a ball shot too.
0: I haven't seen that. Somebody gets a while. shot in I'm gonna have to go back balls. and revisit the ball shot.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, ooh, when is so? When does the flashback happen, or when do we go way back before the blizzard? When does that happen? Before it's, after the, so the nutshots? After the interrogation? Right after the yeah. Yeah. Right after.
1: Right uh, after. Right. The, right after the reveal of Jody, Cause he's hiding in the basement and shoots him in the nuts. After he. Okay,
0: so after he kills Bob, he basically goes to get the coffee and goes to poison Daisy. So,
1: well, then they they shoot uh, Oswaldo as well because he pulls out a gun. And then Joe Gage is like, well, Mannix was about to shoot Joe Gage, but then he's like, I'm not armed, sheriff. So they don't shoot him. And then okay. Warren gets shot
0: in the nutsack. The Tarantino Mexican okay. standoff. There's there's always those in movies, his movies too.
2: So mm-hmm. Okay, and then it does the. It goes then back the, in then time. they go to the flashback, yep. Okay, okay. Because, like, okay, so this part of the. I feel. <laughs> it feels out of place. Like the, <laughs> the, what is her name? Uh, Six Horse Judy.
0: Oh yeah. Six Horse the, Judy from the Down Under. Yeah. Dude, like. <laughs> seemed like such a nice girl too.
2: She seemed like she was Zoe part Bell. of a G-rated movie, right? <laughs> she just, golly it in G, you know, just like you know, just being out bubbly and cute like a cartoon character and all that I stuff. Thought, yeah,
1: this this whole yeah this whole section. It's was like girl, weird. you just
2: walked into the wrong movie, and everybody's just cracking jokes like. It's like, and especially, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like a different movie, which it's probably, maybe Disney it's on movie. purpose. but Oh, sure
0: is. She's in a lot of other Tarantino stuff, too. Death Proof, Grindhouse, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Kill Bill, Inglorious Bastards. I didn't, another reused. She reuse. might
2: be a, a stunt person, maybe. I don't know.
1: That's interesting. I have to learn about her. I also thought that the narration itself was out of place. Like, it's just just, just random. Yeah. Like, it's a narrator else. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And then all of a See, sudden. Now the movie's, like totally
2: in. just going a little bit nuts, right? It's just what's happening next? What's happening next? Now we'll just go back here. Now we're in a totally different movie mm-hmm. where people are acting a bubbly and cute. Yeah. Sweet Dave. Like, sweet Dave, you don't belong in this movie. Yeah. Poor
0: you guy. Know? But then
2: poor guy. they don't. Yeah. And then, I don't know. A couple
0: minutes later. You get the weird, like, uh, Tarantino out of place, like. He likes to cram in like weird references to things, and Minnie starts talking about Dave. Tell me my ass is fat, and I'm like, what the hell is oh. going on? <laughs> I like, mean, like, this makes yeah. no sense in this entire thing. Like, all of a sudden they start talking about fat asses and stuff like that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I I it's you know, weird. Man, weird. He just he has to wedge in pop culture references or stuff like that. I don't know. It was very out of place, but. I did like how they were,
1: you know, the whole gang was being all nice and charming, and then all of a sudden they just turn flip the switch and they just
2: <coughs> Can I try that shoot coffee? everybody in the head. Yep. Yeah, like right to her face. Yeah. I'm like, And then there's Jesus. a girl just getting, like, candy, and yep. they just shoot her. Shoot her right through the jelly bean jar. <laughs> oh, my God. Sweet Dave is just stabbed. He tries to get up, right. and he just pull him and keeps stabbing him. I'm like, golly. <laughs> and then the poor guy
1: that escapes out the back and he's just like hiding in the shed out there. Oh yeah, the new guy? Mm hmm. And he's yep. just
2: shot. It's oh, blown away. Dude.
0: Yeah. You get on that horse Brutal. you get on those horses and you go. And hide in the bathroom. But that shows how the door gets how the door breaks too, which is an interesting little part in there. Mm-hmm. You see why mm-hmm. there's the jelly bean in the floor. They did they had a lot of cleanup to do. I think in the they said it was only like Four hours, and they put the horses away, and then they cleaned up everything, and they set up everything, and mm-hmm. got the old man on board, essentially. But there's a lot of a uh, there's a lot of mopping and cleanup to do. They were not very uh, <laughs> yeah, careful with the bodies with yeah. the clean up. No, nah, they just dump them in the well. Whatever, you're good. You're good. But
1: yeah, I like I liked the flashback scene only because you know I liked seeing how we got to that point and you know the whole setup for everything um but i just it did it did feel weird and out of place especially with the narration
2: i'm like okay it's on purpose it's just it's just like tarantino why are you making me because like it making me feel weird because you're making me feel like she's so cute and bubbly that i, I kind of want her to die because like why are you in this movie mm-hmm. like you're this is not going to end well for you and it's just like how's it yeah, going to happen all, and it's yeah they're and all it does. More nice and nice i feel bad people. like people She's like laying on there, like grabbing at the guy's shirt, and he just looks at her, and just pow, just like mm-hmm. man. Sorry, this is like what? What were you thinking?
0: He even you know? bought a he even bought a peppermint stick and gave one to her.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> psycho! They're all they're all psychopaths. Oh yes, yeah. to be able to kill like that.
0: Which I mean, I still wanted to see more of Oswaldo in this in this flick.
2: Was it about him that you liked?
0: Oh, just Tim Roth's character, like even from Inglorious Bastards, like he had. He's such a good bad guy there that, I don't know, he just, he's got that, I don't know if it's the accent or if it's the the unknown evilness that's behind that little smirk of his. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it was interesting, you have to kind of see, I mean you kind of all know that they're scumbags and murderers now essentially, so when you do jump back forward, like you're like, all right, well now it's. Major Marquis and uh, Mannix versus everybody else, mm-hmm. but they play on it a couple times too with like um the hiding of the guns um, throughout because that comes into play in a little bit. Um, you got Jody hiding in the basement, which that we talked about last week about you know when an actor throws you and takes you out of a movie, like seeing Channing Tatum walk in and like perfect. Perfect jawline, perfect shave, nice hair. Like he's the just... charmer. He you got to have the pretty one in the gang, you know.
1: He is he the was, charmer. He was but... charming Minnie, and you know he was getting them to trust him and everything. Like, and...
0: Oh, it's Channing Tatum. He must have just this must have been like after Magic Mike and then before something else.
1: Well, he gets a very unceremonious death. Like he's <laughs> he's only in the movie for like two seconds before he gets the back of his head blown off.
0: Yeah, he gets yeah. the he gets the. Talk with the old her, man, his, basically.
2: His blood is, like, all over his brains. His sister's just fucking fly
0: <laughs> over on Daisy. I'm like, shit, man. Yeah, and you kind of wonder, like, you know, well, that's the thing that actually finally gets her to, like, snap. Like, the entire entire movie, she's always got a smirk, and she's always making some fucking comment or being a racist asshole or doing something. But that's when you finally, like... The real you see. I think you see the real Daisy come out after she sees her brother's head get basically. Oh well, yeah, she,
2: she takes charge of the gang. I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think her brother was really the only one that she cared about, like that she had left, and now that he's dead, it's it's like you know, she got nothing else to lose basically. Mm-hmm.
0: She's a good bad guy though. She's got good crazy eyes. It could have been part of it. Could have been like the blood all over her face. Um, right which was interesting but yeah she's a she's got good crazy eyes <laughs> trying to mm-hmm. make a deal with Mannix basically to get them
2: the, out of there and you're like you feel bad for her even though she's like a bad person she's she, like a little know, frail woman things. yeah and I like how that's brought up throughout like you know you're gonna hang a woman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it ain't a woman <laughs> nope yeah all that shit is uh good writing it's good it's good i like it Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i don't like it but i mean it for storytelling wise (laughs) yeah i wasn't sure if manix
1: was gonna flip here at the end or not but i was thinking like even if this you know even if she was telling the truth that there was this gang coming and you know that he would they would forgive him and whatever they wouldn't kill him he was gonna die anyways before the gang ever got to him like he had lost so much blood already From being shot in the leg, like he was gonna die either way. Who? Manix, because he had been shot at this point in the leg. Manix got.
2: Oh, that's. And he was
1: he was losing a ton of blood, like so he was. Oh, so you
2: think so? Everybody dies? You think in this? I was just gonna ask that. Oh yeah,
1: everybody's dead at the end. Hundred percent. I thought Manix survives. No way. He's they were both on the brink of death when they after they hung Daisy up, like they. I feel like they both just kind of sat there and then. I mean, we don't see it on screen that they both right. die, but I just kind of assume, like, nobody's getting to that cabin for at least a couple of days with the storm going on, and with those kind yeah, of uh, those kind of wounds, I think they're just going to ble- bleed out and
0: die. Major Marquis just got, I mean, they said he got shot in the balls, but I don't know where the bullet actually went in, but
2: you figure that. I thought Warren. What? He got, oh, I'm sorry, no, yeah, you're right, yes. Yes, Samuel Warren's only really got shot shot in the
0: balls, but... Like, do... Like, I don't know, as cowboys or wartime people, like, they should know how to field dress a wound, all that kind of bullshit, so... I thought that I they, they might be they able had, to... They probably didn't have they didn't the, look like the they, proper yeah,
1: materials. If they were going to do it, they would have done it by now. They're yeah, exactly. There, like... Yeah, Warren already had, like, accepted that he was going to die. Like, they both... I think they both said, like, we're not, you know, we're not going to make it out of here, so we might as well... uh hang up Daisy and for, cause they, they say like for their final act, they wanted to, uh, they wanted to well, hang that, up Daisy in he, honor of, in honor he was of gonna the hangman.
2: hmm Yeah. So the hangman saved your life. He, the last thing he did is he warned you not to drink the coffee. Yep. It was, uh, a little, that, haunting. that scene, <laughs> was, that scene, like I had to look away. I'm like watching it and I'm, like, Oh, that, all right, here comes the hanging scene. I'm like, man, this is like a horror movie. If my right? kid came down and saw this scene, he would be like traumatized for his life. Yeah. Looking they, into they somebody's eyes
1: while they're hanging up by their neck and just Covered life in choked blood. Out and, of her. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And they're like laughing. Yeah, they're laughing maniacally. <laughs> yeah. That was it's a, a,
2: was a when the crazy, crazy comes, end. You crazy hang.
0: Yep. It was a very Tarantino y ending. And they kind of, at the same thing, you know, at the end of the thing, there's. Two guys left, Kurt Russell and the other guy. At the end of this, there's two guys left.
1: That's true. Stuck in a and snowstorm, you don't really know their fate either. I mean, you just assume oh, that they yeah. both yeah. died, but it's just uh, show it's a it.
0: country western version of the thing with yeah, more racism and murder.
1: It's kind of sweet yeah. though, because I feel Less like aliens. I feel like by the end, uh, the together Warren and Mannix, they kind of even though they you know had their differences, they Kind of came together at the end, and Mannix reading the whole Lincoln letter out loud was kind
0: of a nice touch, you know. So yeah, feeling they'd get back to that one. Um, yeah, nice. Well, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of cowboy shooting. There was a lot of uh, murder. Um, you guys, would you watch this one again? Yeah, yeah. I could always watch a Tarantino. flick, sure. honestly, I wouldn't mind watching the extended version. Uh, you know, maybe not tonight, but eventually. <laughs> no, jump right back in. Yeah, I could see watching this, especially if you got like a nice big. Uh, nice if big you, Dave, yeah. if
2: you, like me, liked OB, then I think you would benefit from the extended because you'll see more of that character. Sure. He has more, he more dialogue in the extended scenes. If I'm going to watch it again,
0: then I'll
1: probably watch the extended version.
0: And no one stuff to look for now. That's the thing where you know, like we watched, uh, *Knives Out*. When we, you know, when you we watch that again, you kind of know, you know where the tricks are. You know where the stuff's getting pulled. But I think now that you can, you can probably focus on more on the movie and less on like the mystery of it, um, with second secondary watches. So, yeah, I definitely I'd give it another whirl. Um, it's nothing. Nothing groundbreaking as far as Tarantino's goes, but, um...
2: Yeah, I think I it's... Think, I think Westerns it's right the... don't get made much, honestly. Yeah, no. This and the one that DiCaprio was in, I mean... Yeah, I, I miss... Like yeah. I miss modern Westerns. What about Wild Wild West with Will Smith? I guess some of that... I that, doesn't, I like... that doesn't count. I know. <laughs> that's horrible. You know that Will Smith did that movie and turned down The Matrix yes. for that role? Yeah. That's, <gasps> yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Like, Huh, idiot.
1: Although Aww. I don't know if I could imagine Will Smith as Neo. You know,
2: yeah, that would be yeah. a different movie. The Fresh fair. Prince of the fair, Matrix. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah.
1: I think yeah. As far as Tarantino movies go, I think this is right in the in the middle of the pack. Not the best, not the worst, and I I enjoyed it overall.
0: I mean, it did make a it did make a decent. I mean, it made its money back, so you know, Tarantino's gonna. <laughs> He's gonna cinema, put together some goddamn talking. cinema, but
2: you know, <laughs> cinematic this, masterpiece.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, he does. I mean, he does his his thing. He makes. He knows how to make a good movie. How's that? Um, there you go. Yeah, he knows his way around dialogue because there's so goddamn much of it. But um, I don't know. I thought I thought it was a good. It was a good flick. It was uh, mm-hmm. an interesting one. It certainly had all the keystone touches. So. I would, uh, if you have three hours to kill, the three hours is a tough, it's a tough pull. But like when yeah. you're getting done towards the end of the movie and you got to start shifting around cause your neck is hurting cause you've been <laughs> staring at the TV for too long on one side. I like guess when you know, like it's a, it's a full experience. So it was three hours
1: and there was a lot of dialogue, but it kept me invested
0: the whole yeah. time, you know, kept me interested enough not to fall asleep. Yeah. I was surprised. Did you guys I'm watch this like, with wives or anything, or just you guys?
2: No, I never so watched on this, this one, one with my wife. Yeah, she's seen it before, but we didn't. We've never sat down and watched this one together. Um, I think my wife would have been asleep in two seconds if I did
1: try
0: to watch it with her. Yeah, there's about an hour and a half nap in the middle, and then she woke up and watched the end of it, and she's like, "This is stupid. I don't like this. This is dumb." <laughs> but I don't. I don't think, and you gotta, you gotta be part of it. It's an experience. You gotta. You gotta watch the whole thing, so that's not a fair, a fair assessment. All right, cool. You guys got anything else before we get out of here and make it the jump? Nope. No. Lock the door. Shut that damn shut door. gotta damn. nail it. You gotta nail it shut. Uh,
2: two boards, two nails. Two.
0: I was wondering because like the whole movie that that gag happens like three or four times before you know why it's actually broken. Yeah. Um, but like I'm like, what kind of what kind of door closing mechanism is it where you have to nail the door shut every time you come in the goddamn house? Like
2: this is not right. This
0: is not very economical, but
2: I just like that. We have to watch them do it. It's not like every time. Like we, it's just like, we're watching them as they're getting yelled at yeah, and they're just like trying to do as fast as they can, but they're like cold and shaking. It's funny about it. Yeah. If you're the one doing the door, like nobody helps you.
0: Everyone
1: does <laughs> it. differently. yelling at you. Too. Everybody's Everybody. just yelling the same thing.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. It's great. Good, All right. Good stuff. Let's take a break here and uh, we're going to come back with some. Uh, I think we're going to play a game right after this. Doesn't matter what. a nail hammer the board. A hammer and nails by the door. There's a hammer and nails right there. Oh, God. Oh, yeah.
1: oh, my Here, Chris. Oh, Here. No fingers.
2: I nailed it. Wow.
0: You need two pieces of wood. You got to hammer another one.
2: What ain't good enough? It's gonna blow right
0: open.
2: God damn it! You gotta open it, if you dumbhead! Shut up! Shut up, son of a bitch! Oh. 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 Oh.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: That door's a whore. Heyo, and we are back. <laughs> after discussing hateful eight you're gonna play a little quick game here to kind of close us out and uh finish things up i haven't played this in a while as one of the as a host so i am going with the old tried and true 20 questions
2: it's probably the most fun less stressful is, you think i mo- think
0: it's it is less well stressful i tried bringing a...
2: back uh the name five in 10 seconds you oh, guys that. are just some, like, what's your new five uh, uh, names? Oh, uh, you guys couldn't do shit. It was great. I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one is brutal. I can't... Uh, too much pressure going on there. Is this a movie or a video game? Uh, This is going to be a movie. Ooh. Um, all right. we just got done talking about a movie. So the we'll way. figure that lines up. You guys got 19 questions, yes or no, and one guess at the end to try and figure out what is the movie so all right you, know, you guys take it away it's your show
1: did this movie release before the year 2000
0: uh yes yes did so this it could movie, be the matrix yeah
2: did this movie release before the year 1990
0: before
1: 1990 yes no so it sounds like a 1990 movie <laughs> The released in the year nineteen ninety.
0: Somewhere. because he
1: clarified before nineteen ninety? Right. So if somewhere it if there. it was released uh in the year nineteen ninety, it wouldn't be before. Did this come Whatever. out? Whatever. It's a Did this movie. come
2: out after the year nineteen ninety-three? After ninety-three, no. So there you go. All right. All right. So, you're, so it's not the Matrix. Okay. Early nineties could be, <laughs> be legit. Just nineteen ninety. Right, you guys.
0: Three questions in. You got your you got your time frame nailed down.
2: Uh, is this
0: is this a comedy? I don't know why a comedy stuck out to um, me. Um. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh. Okay. it his, his the way he reacted to that is like Said, uh, a dark yeah. like a
2: dark like a dark comedy. I'm thinking
1: it could be. Yeah. It's probably a mix. There's probably comedy in it. You know, but not maybe not the overarching genre. Is this movie part um, I don't of a know, franchise?
2: I don't uh yes. Ooh. Hmm.
0: That is five questions. Is this the first
2: this... of the franchise?
1: No. Okay, it's it's wow. probably Ninja Turtles two or something like. That. <laughs> oh. Dude, that would be funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> an ongoing joke. Bring it back. Oh, the turtles Bring it back. Is there <clears throat> fantastical elements in this movie?
0: Uh yeah. I'd say so.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, still Ninja Turtles still applies. <laughs> is this? Oh wait. Yeah. We gotta ask. Is this an animated movie?
2: No. No. Okay. Is this a Is is this a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie?
0: No. <laughs> oh, th- all right.
2: I'm I'm so, I'm so conf- overconfident there. I was like, I think we got it. <laughs> when you said that, Eric, I was oh like, that's my it. God. That's that would, nine. That questions. would have been so funny.
0: Nine nine.
1: Uh, is this uh based on a a
2: licensed? No, property? I already asked. It's part of. Oh, I said. I said. It's part I of. Said a franchise. franchise,
1: which just means yeah.
2: There's more than one movie. In, <sighs> in the early nineties, like. Mm, I'm trying to think if we want to go down that.
0: I mean,
1: we're only on what
2: question?
0: That's fine. 11, yeah. 10? That's fine. Okay. This is question ten.
1: Alright, yeah, is it, is it based on a franchise, or a base, based on a license?
0: I don't believe so. Okay. Like, based on a book, do you mean?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, some other medium. No. Yeah, they had to pay for this material to be created into a film. Yeah, like superhero, yeah, something like that. That's what I'm trying to dig out. So probably nope. not any superhero movie or anything. Uh, alright. Fantastical Elements Part comedy, of a franchise Part of a franchise. It's
0: pretty mm. obvious. I don't know how you guys haven't gotten this yet. <laughs> Duh. Her
1: early nineties. Comedy kind of so comedy. he said it's not the first in a fran- not the first movie in the franchise. When did were all the Gremlins movies in the eighties? Was 2, like,
2: in the 90s? Do you know, Brandon? Ooh, damn. I want to say Gremlins 2 was 89. Okay. I want to say Indiana Jones 3 was 89. But I want to say Back to the Future 3. Ooh. That might be a good shout. It's a Western. It fits the right. bill. I know. Hmm. Because that's action comedy. That uh, Yeah. That might be a good, that might be a good, uh, good call there. Does this movie have a western as its main setting? Like is it a western? Uh, play? Yes, it does. Oh, okay, there you go, Brandon. Uh, you might be, think you might be onto something. Is Michael J. Fox in this movie? <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, wait! <laughs> there you go. Horse shit! Ah, we already got it. <laughs> Do the honors. Is this? Back to the Future Part 3.
0: That is correct. Yeah, nice. Good job. You guys were you guys were veering off for a little bit and then all of a sudden Brandon just mentioned three movies that are just like bang 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 yep. and yep. could have been any of those. So, congratulations. I was trying to yeah, I was trying to bury it in there because nobody really thinks about like the third movie of a series, but you know, that movie gets a lot of shit. I like Back to the Future Future Part 3. It's a good it's combination hard. of that little that story
2: run. Mm-hmm. It's hard to yeah, repeat the it... same jokes by the third time like Austin Powers did it. By the third time like how many times can you see these jokes, you know? So right. I but they yeah, you're right. The it same is a good movie. Same though.
1: jokes in a western se- setting.
2: But it's it it's like you have like the 1950s version of these characters in this plot in this town uh-huh. and then you see the future version. So it makes sense to go to the pass it's like i it's right. actually, today now looking back at it it's like what a great collection of the mm-hmm. but
0: yeah the train stuff gets a little gets a little boring towards the end but i don't i don't think it has the climax that one or two do but i don't know though that whole series just i think it's probably because they were done so close together and they had such a close team and they have a lot of the same people working on it i think it just all worked out nicely so let's get the little nice boy congratulations
2: Scratching his junk at the end. What? What? I don't remember this. You don't know about that? Yeah, there's a the scene at the very end. It's when Marty and Doc are like departing, and Doc's like, "I'm gonna stay in the past," and mm-hmm. he goes back in the past because he's got like a wife and kids. And um, when he's staying there, he's holding his family, and the two little boys like stand up next to like the mom and dad, and the one boy is scratching his balls like big time. <laughs> And it's just oh, the goof I that Oh, I kind of remember hearing yeah, about Yeah, go. That. You can go on YouTube and look it, funny. look it. up. But it's like once you see yes, it, like yes, th-
1: I am see not gonna. It. I'm not gonna put that in my search history.
2: Back to the Future three <laughs> blooper. You'll see it there. Nice. <laughs> little boy scratches balls. <laughs> HD.
0: We <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, made no. it through all those movies without getting a fuck up, and all of a sudden, right at the end, end of the last movie, oh, <laughs> some kid's gonna scratch <laughs> Nice. All right. Well. You guys both get to go to space camp. Eric, why don't you give us some socials and let's get out of here. I thought we so.
2: were going to the ranch.
1: <laughs> going on down to the ranch. The, the shooting ranch. ranch. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to follow us on our travels and our journeys, you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, all that good stuff. You can visit the nomadsoffantasy.com for all your nomad needs. You can also go to the slash discord. If you want to join our discord, you can go to whatmapgame.com. If you want to play the game we made, we got lots of stuff going on. All uh, sorts of things, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. And with that, safe travels, no match.
2: Dr. Brown? I brought this note back from the future and now it's a race. Of course it's a race. But what does that mean? It means
0: your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. To so make it a good one. Both of you.